Yep, because yep. because when we turned our back on him, uh-huh. he, he said he, you might as well leave. Exactly, like exactly. There you go. Perfect. Exactly. Yes. And so we did. And and we really continued to just be that uh, that class. Uh-huh. We continued yes. to say, look, man, we're going to stand yes. up for what we believe in. Yep, you just heard that right. We were that class. That class that we're going to stand up for what we believe in. And also, as you'll hear, walk out for what we believe in. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Memory Mission. The spelling is not a typo. My first name starts with an M and my last name is Emery. Memory Mission is a podcast that is just that. I am on a mission for memories. Not just any old memories you see. I am extremely blessed to share such fond, wild, and crazy memories with my friends and family. One of my longtime goals has been to capture and share these memories in some way because a lot of this stuff you just cannot make up. But I never would have jumped into this work if I did not make a major life-changing decision two years ago. I stopped depending on a drink each night to cope with life stressors. That is the absolute wrong way to handle it. So I had to make a change, and I haven't looked back since. And with these newfound changes, I have a newfound perspective of life. While unlearning a harmful habit, I knew that then I had the time to start on that longtime goal of capturing and sharing our memorable and wild stories. So I taught myself all that I could about recording, producing, and shaping our memories into fun and engaging audio stories that I believe more people than just my friends and family would feel a connection to. This is Phoebus and Butthead, part two of a three-part series. If you haven't listened to the part one yet, it would be beneficial to do that first. In the first episode, I provided some background of the events leading up to the creation of the Phoebus and Butthead t-shirt that was made to depict our principal at Adams High School at the time, Mr. Phoebus, and also the very popular cartoon character, Butthead, of Beavis and Butthead. I had forgotten all about the t-shirt and everything surrounding it, so I wanted to try to retell that story. In the first episode, you heard us describe our thoughts upon entering the gym for the first pep rally. You also heard my parents and one of our former teachers, Miss Cox, provide some perspective of the times. In this episode, you'll hear Mark, Kip, Jack, Todd, Jim, and even one of our favorite teachers, Janae, the former Miss Cox, Describe how things got out of hand. In the first episode, you heard how hype our pep rallies were early on. But in a game of cat and mouse, we responded to the school administration's new rules at pep rallies, not with obedience, but with outlandishness, including chants, vulgar graffiti. And when things came to a head, an entire student body walked out. We then end the episode with some armchair quarterback thoughts on how it could have been handled differently. Next, Jack describes what it was like at pep assemblies early on. But then he talks about what he thought was our principal, Mr. Phoebus's biggest mistake. And, yeah. and Phoebus knew it, and he knew it. Yeah. Uh, because we took it to that next level, and uh, that's when he shut down toilet paper. Yes. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. Talk so to me. What? That, that, we used to th- oh, because so at the end was the magic, man, because after the, the speeches and okay. the different, you know, activities, uh, the different traditions, 
Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, they had different, the cheerleaders would come on and do their little skit. The football players would come on and, and in their jerseys and, yep. you know, the captains would get on and say a few words and just, we would uh-huh. rock it. The band's rocking up in the balcony, you know. That's right. That's oh, right. Oh, no, they're, they're on the stage. So, that, you That's know, right. that, it was just, it was just rocking, dude. And then you just yeah. had different, you know, different things that each class did. You uh-huh. had your spirit stick, dude. It was just magical, man. Yeah. And, and, and at the end, you know, you launched the toilet paper, dude. Yes. And it was completely harmless, you know? Harmless. And, and it was it's crazy. And so then, you know, the next pep assembly, this dude wants to come out and no That's more toilet right. paper. Next, I described to Janae some of the background leading up to the creation of the Phoebus and Butthead t-shirts. But she remembers something a little bit more sinister and the reasons why they started to clamp down at the pep rallies. When, and that's why I'm doing this, Todd Jackway texts this picture of this t-shirt like two years ago, forgot all about it. I didn't remember that t-shirt. He didn't at all? Not at all. He only made like 10 of them. That's why. Oh my god. And as you'll hear, he, he could have made a lot and could have made money. Okay. So I don't, I don't remember. Did he get in trouble for it? No. no oh, he didn't. No, okay. No. So basically what happened was he, um, freshman year, we got to Adam's. It was Phoebus's first year. Okay. And then you would have came the following. Right. So we didn't know any different. It was a new principal, new kids. So we had no clue. And our pep assemblies freshman year, we all remember as being real hype and fun and like toilet paper flying oh, everywhere yeah. and just crazy chants. And so then from all accounts, we, we started getting naughty and uh-huh. saying some naughty stuff and everything but he started taking stuff away mm. like toilet paper flying was right. the first thing and that's kind of what i've determined was like the kicker to do, wait do um, i remember at some point weren't there pennies being thrown oh my goodness i'm sure there was and I, i'm sure there were and i completely forgot about it all right i have to stop it right there this is this is just ridiculous because i talked to about a dozen different people for the Phoebus and Butthead memory missions. And there was plenty of obnoxiousness recalled. And Miss Cox was the only one to bring up pennies being thrown. I honestly don't remember that at all. But I have not one ounce of doubt that those pennies were flying around Hadaway Shack like dodgeballs in Mondo's gym class. I can seriously imagine the scene. <laughs> pennies flying from students in the seats, pelting the wooden gym floor. Ping, 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 ping. Oh, Lord. I'm, I'm just wondering what the folks on the floor were doing. Like, if the players were on the floor or the, the principal or administration, were they, were they ducking, diving? Oh, my goodness gracious. So many more questions. Anyway, back to Miss Cox. I oh, think there were, and I think that was actually the tipping okay. point. Really? Yeah. I agree if with I that remember then. correctly, okay. yeah, they started to throw pennies, and then it was like, okay, we're out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, at least they didn't have to call the coppers. So, things are starting to come to a head. As you'll hear next, we were none too mature in our approach in response to the principal. First, 
Mark describes our confused 96 chant. Then Kip speaks facts about how inappropriate we were. Then Todd describes how a legendary chant was born. Why would it say that? What was that? Oh, that was our chant. Why? Because we flipped. We flipped the script with ninety six. We that were, was, we were got class dyslexic. of ninety six. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that was one of our chants, <laughs> and as was stroke it. <laughs> we were very mature. Could you imagine a very mature, astute group of students just chanting "stroke it" during a pep assembly? I think that man was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Here is Kip. He felt the rebellion. He felt the rebellious <laughs> spirit. Oh, sure. And he felt that 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 uh, the class of 96 was being um, wrongly accused of being inappropriate. No, we were definitely inappropriate. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, our, uh, our year chant was changed from 96 to 69 hey, we, got, we got we had we got dyslexic for a little bit i'm sure it didn't surprise phoebus in the slightest probably not probably not he probably saw it coming he's like oh god <laughs> here it comes yeah I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't like fucking idiots play the loudspeaker every time it was our turn to chant here is todd do you recall a chant that we used to do Oh, absolutely. What was that chant? I do. I remember this coming about. So we, I don't know why. It must have been something that the principal had done Mm -hmm. or said about us not being able to be as loud as Uh we were. I don't remember why, but we started saying bullshit. (laughs) And bullshit turned into stroke it because you can't really get it. You can't get mad at kids saying stroke it because they're not cussing. Yep. And that's, I, I, from what I recall, that's how stroke. I think came. too, because it was originally like bullshit, bullshit, and then it turned into yeah. stroke, <laughs> stroke. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get three hundred kids saying that from the same class, <laughs> you're gonna without anyone even saying, "Hey, let's do this." It just kind of happened. Yeah. That's yeah. and and we we were <laughs> defying all of the organized events at the pep rally by chanting <laughs> stroke it and bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah anything we didn't want to hear stroke it came out <laughs> and just would, would take over i think that's eventually why it was like well we can't let these kids rule the roost. right <laughs> right yeah no i think so i think that's the way that that worked out yep there is no exaggeration there like todd said Anything that we didn't want to hear, stroke it just came out. And not just a few kids, we're talking hundreds. Next, Mike recalls the stroke it chant, and then he attempts to put himself in the principal's shoes. I forget. I know we had a chant. Stroke it it was the chant. Stroke Stroke it. it. There you go. Stroke it. Thank you. Thank you. I could not remember. Stroke it. Could you imagine trying to pull off an assembly and you're just like, what do you what do you say when you go home to your wife? So how'd it go today, huh? Um, well, the fucking '96 class, those sons of bitches. Just, you know, all I was trying to do is just put up. We got a big game this weekend, and those sons of bitches just kept saying, "Stroke it." They're wearing this Phoebus and Butthead T-shirt. So, 
making a wonder reel. I don't know if this is worth it. <laughs> As you're hearing, we were no saints, and we were absolutely, definitely, positively out of line at times. But it was a two-way street, and both sides really didn't handle it the best of ways. After hearing Mike describe more of our antics, you'll now know why it was inevitable that something was about to give. Let me just say, just speaking from experience, of the <laughs> amount of years we've all been in school together, that if if you wanted to be the asshole, if you wanted to be the uh, Smitties of yes. middle school, if you wanted to be whatever kind of, it, it, the more you pushed back on us, yep. the more you got. Yep. And, um, you know, hey, if you got Phoebus and Butthead fucking t-shirts and if you got straight, straight up, just made fun of to the point that it was like every time, I'm kind of remembering a little bit, uh-huh. There's, but every time he would like pause or, or give a chance for us students to fucking interact on some of these things. It was it was brutal, and we would totally just be like, "Okay, now let's say this when he stopped," and we would just light him up. It it was brutal to the point that it was. I mean, we weren't. Let's just say we we didn't have a great delivery package. We like to just hit you right in the fucking nose with it, and that is exactly what we did. And our principal was just sitting there like, "Shit." I have to imagine it's like these motherfuckers. But we were just brutal, man. And we would say some of the worst shit. All right, we're going to hit pause here for a quick ad read. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. The entire web is now listenable all in one place. Browse articles and follow any topics that you choose, whether that's sports, news, Hollywood gossip, or even high school principals cracking down on pep rallies. So stop scrolling and start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Memory Mission, is there too. You can start using it as your default podcast app. It's easy download and use Newsly for free right now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our show notes. That's www.newsly.me and use the promo code Memory Mission and receive a one month free premium subscription. When you enter the promo code, please enter it exactly how you see it in our show notes. Now, back to the episode. You just heard Mike, unfortunately, describe that we were uh, none too mature at times. And one of the things that I was dying to ask Miss Cox, I mean, Janae, sorry, it's hard for me after all these years to even call you by your first name. Anyways, one of the things that I wanted to ask her was what type of directives did the teaching staff have in supervising hundreds of students who were chanting stroke it and at the same time planting the seeds for a mass protest. Do you remember if like during the the pep assemblies, if the staff had any direction to 
be re- to like now it's almost like this is your post maybe supervises area or more was it more yeah just, no i think it was pretty laid back yeah. just make sure you're down in the gym yeah Are there there were we were outnumbered so it was Damn like right. you know yep. just stay somewhere and if mm-hmm. something happens then come to the call of duty but yeah. we really didn't have any direction okay. as to do this be here you know right. watch this group cuz you know once you let them down into the gym they all go anywhere yeah. you know anyway so They're yeah at, you're at their mercy yeah so you were just kind of became part uh-huh. of the pep assembly which i right. think was actually more fun the kids want you to be more mm-hmm. part of it than mm-hmm. on guard. They, yeah, you know, that's true. So, standing like a security yeah, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, to the point of taking stuff away from the kids, mm-hmm. this was the time they could let loose there. Yeah. You're in the classroom, you know, running that, you know, mm-hmm. strict environment. This, let it out. Let them right. out. It's like, it's like uh, being on the playground for a minute, you know? True. Just a release. Yeah, just let just them go. controlled chaos. So, yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't really give us any okay. specific directions okay. for that. Okay. But Sounds if the pennies good. start flying, you know. That is not safe. <laughs> That's not safe. Those pennies are not safe. <laughs> but I wasn't stopping anybody. I, w- I was like, no. Well, one- you were just there. I, I, I mean, you were yeah, just Yeah, I had zero authority yeah. when I got there. You heard Todd mention earlier that the administration could not let the kids rule the roost. You heard Jack talk about the toilet paper and Miss Cox discuss the throwing of the pennies. You heard Mike share how brutal it got sometimes. Next, you'll hear that it's all coming to a head. As you've heard in previous episodes, the juniors and seniors would sit on the bleachers near the basketball court, or as we say, on the floor. By junior or senior year, the administration had pushed the bleachers in and made us upperclassmen sit higher up. As you'll hear next, Kip was none too happy about that and protested in a very surprisingly for us, peaceful and quiet way. Then senior year. Okay. Do you remember that? They pushed in the bleachers. That's right. That's when we never went again. That's so we had right. we were having one and everybody's like, fuck it, let's just just not go. That's right. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's not let go. So I'm like gonna leave and I'm like looking around and I'm I'm gonna go in there. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go sit on the fucking floor. Yeah. <laughs> so I go in there and I walk on the floor. I walk by uh, the cheerleaders and stuff. And um, there's a couple people on the floor. It was Jack Ham and, yeah. <laughs> and some. Yeah, Jack's name would come up with yeah. these. <laughs> um, and this girl that she was out there dancing and stuff. Uh-huh. So I went over there and, and I sat down in front of the bleachers on the floor. I wasn't like being a jerk or anything. Yeah. I was just, you know, I'm not going to go sit up in the chairs right. again. You know, That's Exactly. Really, you know, like we're, hell no, not on our senior year. Right. And they just came in and they said, "Go, <laughs> go to the office and wait for us." And so I just went home. Ah, <sighs> dude. As you're hearing, things are coming to a head. They took away the years-long tradition of upperclassmen standing on the basketball floor bleachers and made us go up higher. As you'll hear next, Todd thought that they even tried to make us sit down during a pep assembly. And that led to us saying goodbye. We kind of made it our own thing after a while. <laughs> what do you mean we made it our own? That's what do you sure. mean we made our own thing? Well, just taking over, man. I mean, I think by the time we were seniors, didn't they make us sit down? Like they they didn't want us to stand up. Yes. And, and I think there was a point where they even told us if we wanted to leave, we could. And what we do? 
and we did. <laughs> All of us turned around and walked out. <laughs> yeah. They didn't, yeah, no one appreciated our shenanigans. No, but, no. Except for us. Exactly. Next, Kip and I share a few memories of the Pep Assembly walkout. We're, oh, we're in there, and I, I'm almost positive that we're starting to stroke it, stroke it, <laughs> Just, and stroke it chant, you know? Yeah. Um, and we were informed that that wasn't appropriate. And then we got, you know, barked I, at okay. and just left. Did it come down to like, you guys like either stop or yes, you can leave. That's it. That's it. That was it. <laughs> or you can stop leave. Stop or leave. And we're like, we okay. can? <laughs> You're going to tell a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds. Yeah, we can leave. Yes. Like, All right. <laughs> Peace. We'll see you tomorrow. Jim agrees that clamping down on pep rallies and trying to take away our fun is not the way to go. You know, I can remember somebody like grabbing the microphone or mm-hmm. like getting out into the middle of the gym floor yeah. and like telling everybody to stop. Yeah. Or like sit down or stop or, or sit leave down or something. Or, yeah. Just something. And we're all thinking, isn't this a, a pep rally? Aren't we yeah. supposed to be excited? Or, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, you know, of course, the typical teenager will always take things maybe a little one to the extreme. Step further. Yep. Or 10 steps further. Or how many, however, or however many, many it took it to get takes. out the damn gym. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, we decided, we're, well, this is ridiculous. We're, you yep. know, okay, you want to sit down? We're just going to walk out. Yeah. And literally the whole school mm-hmm. that was there dispersed into the, yeah. <laughs> into the streets uh-huh. and called it a day early. And uh, they weren't going to uh, put a thousand kids in ISS for skipping no. a class. No, we just walk the fuck out. Yeah, man, come on. I mean, I and I just I feel like at, 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 at by then it just it lost. It started. Lust. Yeah, lost his luster. Yeah. I had forgotten about something that some of the students did when Mr. Phoebus grabbed the microphone during one pep assembly. Jack talks about that and also the walkout. Because um, as we continue to move on. As we hit the floor, you know, yep. and when we got to our junior year, that's when we turned our back on. And, that's right. Uh, yeah. So that was, um, you know, he continued to, uh, you know, take away things. And he did. so our he way, did. I remember it was, you know, a bunch of us that were uh, playing football that year and uh-huh. we had our, we had our jerseys on and yeah. And, uh, we, I can't remember exactly, but you know, people got up and spoke and did their thing and yeah. then he, he came up. And uh-huh. we turned our back. Wow. And, right. and, I, I, and I remember, do. and I, I don't know who was with me. I'm not saying I was the first, but I know uh-huh. for fact that it was our first, our first row that was standing yeah. up, okay. turned our back on. I want to stop it right there. Think of that. I don't know how many of you out there have ever stood in front of, I don't know, 1,200, 1,500 people and, and talked. It's not like you're sitting in your living room, lazy boy, talking to your wife. Okay, so first of all, your, your state of mind is just a little bit different going into it. But then as you're trying to talk, trying to talk to 12 to 13, 1400 people with all of your staff, I mean, your staff is there too. You're, I don't know, 75 teachers right there. Kids just turn their backs on you. Just think about that. That's, that's crazy. 
All right, back to Jack. And of course, wow. you know, I was just newly elected junior president. <laughs> Whole other ball of wax there. Yeah, too. <laughs> so so that that really pissed off the staff then because uh, we all then we all left. We walked out. And oh, that's right. I can't remember the Latin teacher's name, but right. she was the she was the uh the head of the uh, student government. Okay, I and remember. She yes. she ran after me in that hallway right by the trophy oh. case, dude, and grabbed my jersey. And she pulled me around, and she goes, "That is no way for a student leader to, to lead this school." <laughs> oh no! And I I don't know what I said. I could make something up now. I just know fresh, I, I was, fresh it, off of the pep assembly. Right? We, we literally all, we we, we after revolted. We, it went, yes, we left early. It, it wasn't even That's over. right. Yep, because yep. because when we turned our back on him, uh, he, he said he, you might as well leave. Or exactly, something like exactly. That. There you go. Perfect. Exactly. Yes. And so we did, and and we really continued to just be that uh, that class. Uh-huh. We continued yes. to say, look, man, we're going to stand yes. up for what we believe in. Uh-huh. Uh, we're trying to be respectful, uh, but dude, we're not going to put up with it because you took away the toilet paper. You took away that tradition. Uh, he yeah. was trying to send a statement, and um, he, he, it didn't fly. It did not. Yes, what you heard was true. Jack said that he was elected junior class president. I bet I could do a whole memory mission episode on Jack's presidential campaign, but we'll save that for another day. Well, you just heard Jack describe getting yelled at by one of the student government sponsors. Next, I jogged Janae's memories of the walkout, and I have nothing but respect for her thoughts and opinion here. Her points are spot on, and I will say no more. I'll just let you listen. And then Jack told another story of during a pep assembly when we walked out. Do you have any remembrances of that? Well, now now that you say that, that vaguely comes back to me. Like there was some controversy Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. I yep. don't remember the details, but just you saying that. So what we what we can determine is it was our junior or senior year, we think, where it kind of just came to a head where we were getting more out Sick of this shit. Yeah. Str- I mean, chance of stroke it, stroke yeah, it. Yeah. And then we were class of 96, so we we're 69, 69, oh. you know, I mean, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it came to a head, but then I think Mr. Phoebus said, either you guys settle down or something or you leave. And we all walked out. Yeah, I do. Now that you say that and talk that through, Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Isn't that crazy? Wow. But the whole school, you know, I teach sociology now and perfect. What what's wrong with that? I mean, that's just a that's just an example of what happens Mm -hmm. when, you know, the haves and the have nots collide. And yeah, what what are you going to get? It's going to drive change somewhere along the way. It it did. Yeah, (laughs) it did. And Jack Jack told stories that he had he was the because he got elected as a senior, as one of the class presidents. But one of the teachers um, who did the government um, grabbed him afterwards and was like, that is the worst example of student leadership No, it's possible. not. Actually, it's not. It's yeah. a teachable moment. You yeah. pull those seniors back in yeah. outside of a pep assembly and you have a talk with them. I agree. And you say, hey, let's talk this out. What yeah. are you guys thinking and feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And and you get to the bottom of it. That's, yep. But it's not. It's it's no. wholehearted. Yeah, that's a great, great, exactly right. Like we were almost left hanging. There yeah. was no they closure. They didn't acknowledge no follow up. Like you got, 
it got to the tipping point and that was your uh-huh. message. That yeah. was like, hey, we want to be heard. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. Hear this, you know. And, and just no. Yeah. And, that was and, a teachable moment that was missed. It was. That was a, probably a teachable moment that was missed. I don't know if we would have. No, it would have helped. If they no, but you know in, what? You're right. To your point, just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. that's when you pull Mike Zeus in yeah, to have the conversation. True. That's true. If you're if you're Phoebus and yeah. you know your staff well, yeah. you know which ones connect with the the Absolutely. kids. You say, "Hey, Mike, I need you to come help me talk to these guys." Yeah, yep. and you bridge that gap. Mike Zeus, Mister Zeus. She mentioned him because earlier in our conversation, I had explained how Mr. Zeus was one of my all-time favorite teachers and how loved he was by generations of students. She mentioned using a teacher like Mr. Zeus to try to bridge the gap between the principal and the students. You, you got to know as an administrator, you got to know yep. who to tap into when you need them. Yep. Great you know? point. Great point. And, and I think... Mr. Phoebus just didn't have the wherewithal. No. Didn't have the... And yeah. no, not talking shit against him no, at uh-uh. all. No. It's Ma- generational. I believe yeah. it. He was just old school yeah. coming from, you know, uh-huh. straight from the books. I think he was military too, I, yeah. from what I remember. I think you're I right. Know. I think um, you might be right about that. You're right. Yeah. He probably just came on in old school. Just this is the way we do it. Yeah. Um, you're going to abide. Because I'm an adult yep. and you do what I say. And <laughs> that wasn't the that way That doesn't ever us. work. <laughs> that doesn't ever work. <laughs> As you'll see, Jack and his former wise sage teacher completely agree that a different approach should have been taken. You know, the next pep assembly, this dude wants to come out and no more toilet paper. That's right. And that's that was the worst move in his history of being a principal, in my opinion. Yep. That's where the, yep. the the Phoebus and Butthead crap came out of, in my opinion. That's yep. probably one of the main reasons. It's just that his his style, you know, and I still to this day, if I were that kid, I would look at him in his face for what I know now and go, dude, you yep. should have you should have talked to your leadership. You yep. should have right. should have had your students buy in on that because right. you you lost your school like that. We wrap it up with some reflective thoughts about the generational gap between us and Mr. Phoebus. You see, it's not that he was a bad dude at all. (laughs) He was just kind of aloof. And we were jackasses. Yeah, and I I also think, like, the difference, again, uh, Phoebus wasn't exactly the most cool. Yeah. Yes. So I don't think he, and so there's that generation gap, too. Like, you guys come at it from that cool perspective and he's coming at it he was coming at it from like traditional 50s 60s old school right that's true so he wouldn't have come to you it was like authoritarian hands down I thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission part two of the Phoebus and Butthead episodes I hope that it reminded you of when hundreds of your high school classmates shouted stroke it every time your principal grabbed the microphone or the time that you and the entire student body walked out of a pep assembly. That's happened to everyone, right? In the next episode, the last episode of this series, you'll hear a firsthand account of two visionary brothers who created an iconic, one-of-a-kind Phoebus and Butthead t-shirt. You'll also hear about a lasting legacy and a mystery that 26 years later 
just cannot be solved. If you like our show, please be sure to share with a friend. Follow us on Facebook, Memory Mission, and Twitter, at Memory Mission. You can also email us at memorymission at gmail.com. I thank you again for listening.